these checks don't come easy, like the podcast money that yeah. we make. Every day I go out to my mailbox, not on Sundays, of course, but on Mondays I go out to the mailbox, I get these checks. It says money coming in the bank. It says for being in this yes. podcast and for looking good while you do it. And you get the pod books. Jake and I have to wake up, honestly, listeners, before you wake up, because we got to be in hair and makeup and we got to be there early. And it's like, look, that's you tell me that's not work. That's work, dude. That's showing up. That's grind. That's the called a securing the bag mentality. And that's what we do. We're a hustle culture. We're just doing it. We don't just talk about it. We, we're trying to make money while we sleep. We have to just always be uh, 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 on a grind set mentality. You know, the pod bucks that we get every day in our oh. mail. Um, oh, yeah. There's not really much you can exchange them for. I don't know if you were aware of that <laughs> yeah uh, i've tried spending but, them at the corner store <laughs> i was yeah, trying to trade them for yeah. some scratchers or like some yeah, of the uh, just, 7-eleven nachos it's just like when you try to go into the pawn shop and uh trade in your no prize for money oh, it doesn't yeah. work so yeah, yeah just put all your pod bucks next to your no prizes mm -hmm. hold on to those for now it's like ghost currency we could spend them in the afterlife and like yeah. all the mummies are there who made it to the afterlife. Yeah. They're going to say, hey, can I borrow some of those pod bucks? We're all in the Egyptian afterlife yeah. together. It turns out they were right. And then everyone else was wrong. So the only people in the afterlife are somehow mummies and people who have pod bucks. And so we're just spending them around, throwing them around, having a party. And it's like all these uh, inbred pharaohs with like enlarged uh, skulls. Yeah. Are, are trying to talk to us, you know, hanging out with them. That'd be yeah. fun. I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah, me too. Can't wait. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see you. There, listeners, you'll be you'll be listening to our podcast in the afterlife, yeah. and sending us those pod books, which do transfer. Yeah. Uh, we're to not the afterlife. gonna. Okay, want to start the show? Yo, yeah, sorry. Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing, and that's a podcast where we rank everything, and I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and we tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link to that in the show notes. So we've known each other since the early 60s, once while rehearsing with our band. If I recall correctly, we had a gig as the house band in a small Jersey Shore club. That's right. Anyway, we were having trouble feeling inspired, and we asked the kid mop in the floor his thoughts. He broke out a paperback from his back pocket and read aloud from it a ranked list of everything. We memorized the list, of course, and then spent the next many months writing and recording a groundbreaking record that interpreted the list of everything musically. Unfortunately, it was too ahead of its time for the suits at the record label and they refused to release it. Upon hearing their decision, we went into a rage of blind fury and crashed our 57 Chevy off a nearby bridge. Or did we? Oh, and the kids' paperback and the master tapes of our unreleased album were also in the car. Or were they? When they pulled the car out of the river, no remnants of the list of everything could be found. Also, we died, which as you might expect, affected our memories of the list. So we can not only access the list little bits at a time through a scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how, with the help of our friends and listeners, we reassemble the list of every damn thing. The list is now at 263 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Jiggings and Watchmen, the TV series, are in the middle of the list. Now, when we say Watchmen, the TV series, we're not talking about a show about Swiss people making watches. No. We're talking about the HBO series. Yeah. And when we say Jeggings, what are we not talking about? Well, we're talking about the things that are leggings that look like jeans. We're talking about both jeans and leggings, but neither of them individually, specifically jeggings. Not talking about throwing eggs at people while you're jogging, which yeah. is also known as jegging. And also like when I try to get your attention, Phil, or make you like me by uh, saying bad things to you while jogging, that's also called jegging. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> so anyways. You know when you buy jigs at the store? Um, that's like, you know, legs? Yes. Those, uh, it, It's like legs were these pantyhose that you could buy at the grocery yeah, store yeah. that came in an egg, L of course. L E-G-G-S. Yeah. yeah. But jegging is like the same thing but uh uh jewish yeah exactly thank you <laughs> okay so uh, if yeah. you want to look at the complete list go to everydamthing.net that's our website and you can find a link to that in the show notes for this show yeah uh and here we are today me hey. me and you phil now before we start i want to say i'm rededicated to this i'm going to take this seriously and i'm going to go all out bring in intensity i had some caffeine today i'm ready oh, to wow. go yeah i'm worked up man and i want to say i have a list of all the ways i'm going inter in to interrupt you and the things I'm going to digress from. Yeah. You could just go through the whole list of interruptions right now if you want. Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no you don't have to. It's okay. It, okay. 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 I'll, I'll you got to make it, it look natural. Yeah. I'll try to make it look natural. All right. <laughs> okay. um, so we'll dispense with the pleasantries and we'll come in with the bonhomie and the conviviality. And as they say in uh, New Orleans, we're going to uh, let the bon temp roll in. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yes. That means, yeah, yeah. let the... Bond times roll. Yeah, exactly. Listeners who have listened for a while might, uh, and have listened all the way to the end, might be aware that we had put the offer out for anybody who would wanted to give us a five star review on any platform, take a screenshot of it and send it to us. Mm. We would bump a, a submission of their choice to the top of the queue. Are we doing something unethical by doing that? It feels kind of like we're gaming the system. No, 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 okay. no. This is this is we're, we're presenting the listener with an opportunity okay. to engage with us. A crisis um, unity, yeah. And. 
a listener did that. Uh, Nick Ankerhart yeah. gave us a five star review on Spotify. Did he say we could use his last he, name? I don't know. He signed off with it. So. But he's engaging in a, a reviews for favors trade. I, I don't want to like bandy his name about. I think he gave us his honest review. Listen, listener, it's got to be an honest review. Okay. Honest five star review. Yeah. So anyways, he told us the thing that he would like bump to the top of the queue, the movie Eddie and the Cruisers. Nice. Eddie and the Cruisers. Now, I, I'd never seen it before, and I watched it just for this. Now, what year did this movie come out? Uh, it, it came out in 1983. And let me say what, what the brief description of it is from what Nick sent to us. He it's said it was a biopic line. about a fictional rock and roll band in the early 1960s ahead of their time. The lead character's yeah. life and outlook on his music is loosely based on the life and death of the poet Arthur Rimbaud who was a 19th century poet. And uh, um, it stars Tom Berenger, Ellen Barkin, Joe Pantoliano, uh, Michael Paré. Am I saying my Paré yeah. right? Joey Pants. They, they play people at different ages. And honestly, I think this might be like the Berenger at his best. It's a guy you don't yeah. hear about anymore. He was a big deal in the 80s. Yeah, it's weird. And like he usually played a more stoic, you know, like a, like a tough guy usually, if, if, if I yeah. remember correctly. And in this, he's just sort of a... Nice dude, a poet, like you know, like an artsy guy. It's kind guy. of a, a role you would you would imagine uh, James Franco playing now. Like he kind of has a yeah. James Franco look. Yeah, and fits. you imagine is there a guy with that kind of you know? I just think he's he's well cast in this, and it works for him because you can imagine he's an English teacher as well, which he is because he's the band split yeah. up years ago, and now he's teaching English. And it's also we've already ranked now. We've ranked Bruce Springsteen. We've ranked the Jersey right. Shore. We've yeah. ranked yep. saxophone and rock music. Yeah, um, yeah. And I we've ranked where, a lot of Bruce stuff. At, but uh, Jersey Shore is at one fifty one yeah. currently in the list, and the movie like most of most of the stuff takes place there, like at least starts there. But I think almost all of it is like there or close or somewhere nearby. You know, yeah. there might be times when they're when they're traveling, touring. I gotta say, this movie's good. I liked it. Yeah, like, I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was a great movie. I think it fucks, it slaps, etc. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I got the text I, from Phil earlier this week, and uh, it said, "quote." Spoiler alert on Eddie and the Cruisers. It's a bop. It whips. It fucks. Yeah. So. I, I really enjoyed the movie. I don't go in for a music biopic. Like, yeah. I can't. Even the one the one about Johnny Cash, the one about, you know, I, I just like, I oh, can I take it that. or leave it. Because okay. if it's a if it's a if not a real person, though, it becomes a lot yeah. easier for me to watch it. Because you could take whatever liberties you want to make it more interesting. It kind of deals with the myth of Springsteen in a way. Even though it's not about Springsteen. I feel like yeah. it's... It's it's very. I wonder if like when Bruce Springsteen watches this movie, it's based on a book, right? So I looked into the yeah, book, and people yeah. often say people who have read the book and seen the movie, they say, ah, I think I like the movie more actually. But although the book has, it goes into a lot more detail about a lot of things. But it's hard yeah. to watch to read a book about music because what are they going to say? Like then he played and it was really cool and people really liked it and you know like and yeah, it, it's it's music. You can't capture that in a novel. You can do it a little better in a movie because you actually have people playing songs and have people react. Yeah, you know when I first saw the movie when I, I saw it when I was a kid um in the in the eighties. And uh, I, I was convinced that it was, I didn't think it was a documentary, but I thought it was a, a real biopic about a real person. I thought the events in it were real. Uh, and yeah. we should say to the listener now, um, a couple of things. One, we're going to talk a lot about this movie, but unfortunately you can't find the movie streaming or you can't buy it digitally. There's no digital versions of it. Oh, we um, had to use illicit methods. We had to use illicit methods. We had to go on the dark web. Or buy a VHS online, but um, it's hard to get. So Is it for rights reasons or what's wrong? My guess is yes, is music rights reasons, mm. but um, I'm not sure. Uh I tried to look it up. It wasn't on their Wikipedia page, at least, about that. And actually, I did a brief Google search asking Google why you can't get it digitally. And they, um, they Google, didn't have any quick answers for me. So You spelled it right? Yeah, G-O-O-G-L-E. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but the movie jumps back and forth between the 80s and the 60s. And in the 60s, the title character, Eddie of Eddie and the Cruisers, had died. Uh, but then there's some speculation right at the beginning of the movie by reporters as to whether or not he was really dead. I feel like it's kind of inspired in a way by... Elvis too, you know, like the rumors oh, yeah. that were going on um, after yeah, his death. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's like Elvis stuff, but it's like if Elvis had died in the early '60s or something. But it's also right. You know, the the music is kind of like it's like Springsteen genre music. I just think of it. It's like trad rock and roll where there's a saxophone, which is like yeah, it, that it was how rock and roll like, always was. It sounds more like Springsteen than anything else. It was apparently the writer, co-writer, and director Martin Davidson. He wanted the music to sound like a combination of. Dion and the Belmonts, which is doo-wop, you know, early oh, 60s. Oh, totally. The yeah. Doors, which is late 60s. But he also, I guess because of the Jersey Shore thing, or or to make it sound more mm -hmm. contemporary, the third thing that he wanted to sound like was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street I, Band. I and it sounds get, mostly well, like the boss to me. Well, there's a Dion, there's a Dion the Belmonts track on there. Um, and, right. and I kind of get that vibe, too, where it's like coming to that world. And also, 
bringing in like there's some poetry and you got you got to think that the right. record that they made but then release it was probably yeah. something like a doors record right like yeah so that that song the yeah. one song you hear from it sounds more like the doors than bruce springsteen and it's actually not doesn't sound great i like like the song uh, uh on yeah. the dark side that song is fucking great i really like it yeah but the other I, one I that, like the, special touch because it sounded like hurt so good there's a song that they play which i'm like oh this sounds like the john mellencamp song hurt so good which i kind of like you know yeah you realize that the whole world of the 80s rock and roll world was to a large extent, people saying like, oh, God damn, I wish I could be Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. what a lot of yeah. people are trying to go for. And you can't blame them for it either. Right. So and yeah. the song I think of one of my favorite songs, you know, the song Quarter to Three. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, by Gary U.S. Bonds and, and uh, Springsteen plays it at shows and stuff. And like that's the song I think of as like of the world that this is about. So it's a world I don't yeah. really know anything about or right, understand right, much yeah. about. So I'm, I'm speaking as usual from a place of ignorance. But I was thinking about it's similar to other movies like, did you watch That Thing You Do, for example? Uh, if I did, it's been a long time. I don't remember anything about it. It's pretty good. I got to tell okay. you about it. The same things I wrote you in that text yeah. about this okay. movie, they'll also apply to That Thing You Do, except okay. there's only one song that plays over and over. The guy who wrote the song died recently. They have a hit okay. single and you hear it three or four times. And I thought, oh, if they would have had, I know the whole point is they're a band that only has one hit single, but yeah. they should have had some other you know, music that goes for it, like in that, yeah. in that you know, a B-side or something. And while while we're talking about the music, too, we should note that um, they hired somebody to write some of the songs. It was uh, the music in the movie is performed and written by, except for like certain covers, like ones from Dion. But like the mm -hmm. quote unquote original music is written, recorded by John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. That's who did that. But they were instructed, like we said, to write like a combination of Dion. The Doors and mm. Bruce Springsteen, but it mainly think, sounds like Bruce think, Springsteen. Man, when they send you that, they're like, okay, it's easy. Just write like these three fucking, yeah. <laughs> just write a perfect blend of these three things. I tell you what, the, the song uh, on the dark side, that one song, I think it does sound like a Bruce song. Yeah. I thought maybe that he'd written it, but I think that song is great. There was a hit on the radio. Like my wife, yeah. my oh, wife yeah. Beth, Beth is like, oh, I know this song. Yeah, I've heard this song. And there was another song where she knew it. She's like, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, maybe me too. like her parents have the record or something. I don't know. Me too. So the movie was when it came out, came out in, I think, uh, 83, box office flop. But then HBO started airing it. Um, the home box office started airing it the next year, 84. Um, the soundtrack also, it came out in 83, didn't do that well. But um, after HBO aired the movie, it became kind of a cult classic, became popular. And so um, the soundtrack suddenly climbed the charts in 84. And on the dark side, nine months after it had originally been released, it became a top 10, or I think a number one hit um, in 1984. It seems newer than that. Like, honestly, the movie, yeah. I really like what they did. And you realize, like, 1984 is kind of like the, the the opening salvo in this nostalgia for that time. Totally, totally, right? totally. Like, it, like it, Eddie looks a lot like Brian Adams. Like, I guess yeah. there's some sort of revival going on with... There have been happy days before that, but I just feel like... Uh, uh, specifically yeah. of kind of like rock and roll of that of that era you're starting yeah. to see a lot of that you know in, in the 80s and it's like it's a, yeah. it's kind of yeah. a boomer thing it's about their baby boomers and they're like yeah. you know yeah. talking about their childhood and, 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 yeah. and youth and you realize yeah. if they made this movie now it would be about like my chemical romance or something or you know a, yeah, a band of yeah, that yeah. from around that year because it's 15 20 years later math. yeah totally um yeah I, I did notice like that in the, the classroom in the 1980s when where tom Berenger's teaching a high school classroom there were quite a few uh cool leather jackets uh, being worn by the students in there well which we is sort of like a 50s list, look so. in the 80s well they, i mean like rockabilly style leather jackets when you watch old period pieces you notice a lot of weird. there's a lot of weird yeah. stuff you know like where that comes up I, I i gotta tell you like one of my favorite things when i'm watching a movie like um i recently saw this movie just because uh west is west and it's about a guy from india who comes to san francisco and he's it's in 1987 and he's in the tenderloin and he goes to a safeway and walks around and and oh, i wow. The whole time I'm like, oh, go to the supermarket. Whenever I see an old movie, I want people to go to the supermarket so I can yeah. see like what an old Fruit Loops box looked like yeah, in, yeah, in 1985. Totally. And he does it, and he goes to the supermarket, and he picks up a bunch of stuff, and he buys it, puts it back down. And they show the shelves, and I'm like hooting and hollering on the couch because I'm so happy about it. So that's what I am excited about when I'm watching an old movie. And there's some yeah. of that in this too. You know, like you get to see oh, yeah. because. But what's weird is the stuff that they're excited about showing you, like a '57 Chevy, is like not the stuff that I'm excited about. I'm excited about like. You know, some stuff in the kitchen yeah. in the women's house yeah, or totally. something, what that looks like. Um, totally. Michael Prey, uh, he's also in The Warriors. He's also in um, Streets of, is it called Streets of Rage? Streets of, Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire, yeah. Streets of Rage is the video game where they eat a whole chicken, they regain your health. But he's a bit of a mushmouth, I got to say. Like, I like him. He's a good looking guy. I think he's a bit of a mushmouth. Maybe it was my yeah. TV. And I, I didn't thought, find the character com very compelling at all. You, it wasn't so much his acting as it was yeah. uh, just the writing. But like, I kind of found him mostly unlikable. Yeah, um, he seems like he's a jerk and a bit of a bully, but maybe that's how he's supposed to come off. Imagine that guy had been a, a different actor. What if it's Kurt Russell? 
What if oh, it's boy. Nicolas Cage? What if it's Val Kilmer? What if it's uh, Matt Dillon, right? If it's one yeah. of those dudes, you have to think someone with more, I don't want to say like more charisma, but like I can, I can buy Michael Primor as a villain. He doesn't, he's kind of yeah. icy and he's kind of cold, you know, I feel bad saying that he's a good looking yeah. dude, you know, that he does cut the image, right? Like he does look right, yeah. especially when while seeing, he does have the right look. Um, uh -huh. You know, Rick Springfield lobbied hard to, to play Eddie in this movie. I mean, you know, cause he's oh. an actor too, but they yeah. turned him down. They didn't want somebody who was already as famous as, as he was. Cause they thought it'd be hard yeah. to buy, I suppose him as this other person. What about like young Willem Dafoe? What about Gary Oldman or Jeff Bridges? Are those guys around um, that age? I don't Oldman's the wrong age jeff bridges is great willem dafoe no um, no doesn't, no you think he's the wrong age because of his name he, he was young at the time oh i always forget he's now an old man but but that's yeah. i th always thought that just described him i think it used to be like randy newman you think would be young but <laughs> yeah he's not. exactly yeah, i know it's, uh, it's always a problem yeah um so the song that they play that's from the album that doesn't get there's an album that he makes yeah. it's supposed to be groundbreaking that and ends up not being released yeah project it's called Chick. season in hell and oh, it re yeah. refers back to this poet um and you hear one song from it when in the scene where the record exec is listening to it and decides he hates it oh but, i like that performance um, that record exec was brilliant man i, I, I like that <laughs> I, I didn't like the song the song sounded crappy to me and i think they shouldn't have let the audience hear any of the songs at all like it should have yeah. been the guy was listening over his headphones just because it would like really have kept up the like maintain the sort of mystery and allure of this yeah. wonderful thing because you hear it and you're like, oh, that's not that great. I can see why. Yeah, I I, I was like, you, I paid this money for this. You people wasted yeah. my money. I got mad. I, I yeah, sympathized I'm, with him. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess the, the idea is that that record was that would have been ahead of its time and sort of bridged the early 60s and the late 60s. I, I, and I like more... when the um, the scene where uh, he's a bit inarticulate, right? And he says, Michael Perret is talking and he's like, yeah, yeah, most of these songs are just like dirty sheets that you just right. send out to the laundry. But yeah, we, I want to make something that you wrap yourself up in for life. And I was like, hell yeah, that rules. And it's cool because he's not the poet. He's not the yeah. he's not the word man. But he yeah. he he wrote this one thing. And you think, I wonder, like, why didn't they put that line into it? And I'm sure in the book, that's like that. That's the end of the chapter or something. Or that's like a, a maybe a pivotal part in the book. I kind of want to read that book. You know? Yeah, it's it's a really good line and a really good metaphor. I mean, the the yeah. you said it more or less, but he said like many the songs that they're currently playing, which are sort of like less like it's lower brow songs. He's like they're like sheets that you you get them you sleep on them you soil them then you send them off uh, i want to make yeah. songs that you wrap yourself in for the rest of life does he mean like a death shroud maybe he does yeah the main thing for him is that he wants to the art that he wants to make he doesn't want to wants to be less surface uh you know more inspired more inspiring yeah not just something it's like you and me making yeah. this podcast where you're like look yeah. Dude. <laughs> so they, this is disposable. The people are going to save these. They're going to yeah. listen to this over and over again. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Like yeah. I understood it's when he was saying they... that. I'm like, it's exactly like me and Jake. Dude, it's exactly. So there's a scene where he goes to this place um, called the Palace of Depression, which was a real place that existed before. It doesn't exist anymore. Where a transient guy like had built a drifter, oh. used all this trash, used his old cars, and like just had built this like labyrinth out of all this stuff that you could walk through. That was he called it the Palace of Depression, and. um when Eddie gets frustrated by the record exec not liking his album, he goes to this place and looks around. And he's like, and he calls it a an incredible monument to nothing. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what our podcast is. Like, <laughs> cool. we take all this, we take whatever detritus people throw at us, like idea wise, and try to piece it together in some appealing way. So here's hey. to nothing, right? Yeah, nice. That's I, I, that was my favorite scene in the movie, really, just because being able to see that place. This is yeah. like it's just like this beautiful junkyard. It's it's full of old like amusement park rides. With lights on them, yeah, and yeah, stuff. And, and, and like, and, and I and thought like they a, built this for the movie. I did, I had no idea no, what they it did. Was. It was a real place, oh. and unfortunately, like sometime in the eighties, I think vandals tore it apart. But yeah, it's neat. It's like essentially, like if if a junkyard was organized yeah. into neat patterns. Uh, well, junkyards are kind of organized. Like they put all the cars and they line them up by make and model. But if there's I used this, to have to go to junkyards with my dad. Organized by some sort of aesthetic. Yeah, my dad used to drive a Volvo growing up and they would always break. And if you want to get a part, it costs a lot of money and just send it away to Sweden for it. So he would go, to, he knew where, like which junkyards in, in, the, in the town he lived in had Volvos that were around the year of his Volvo. And he know, oh yeah, I can go there. We're going to go get the thing to roll the window up because it's broken. All, and it doesn't really work and it kind of fits, you know? It's a lot yeah. of that and it's hot all the time you got to go out there with them and look through the things it smells like cigars and the guy who yeah. runs it is like trying to talk about his boat you know he's got a boat oh yeah for sure yeah real long island type stuff man like sorry I, that's not it's new like, jersey stuff so i can't relate no, no, that's great I, when a movie starts yeah joe pantaliano shows up and uh, Beth, my wife she's like hey this guy's bad i don't trust this guy yeah, yeah it's like yeah. she's been <laughs> right she's away. watching the matrix she's watching the matrix <laughs> yeah. a lot so she thinks that he wants to eat the steak you know he's yeah. a bad boy he, like yeah. he's trying to he's trying to do bad things but uh, yeah. you know i was thinking about like that's some baggage at the time you would have just thought oh i think i recognize this guy you know he, yeah. he seems like a, a good dude but he seems tricky right away because you've watched the matrix but it turns out he's he's a good dude after all he just yeah. was using methods that were not very 
nice <laughs> and yeah. sort of really silly um you know the guy uh the, the character sally i forget the, i don't know the name of the actor that plays him but you know which one i'm talking about the guy that uh the, the tall uh, guy that goes on to lead the band uh, after eddie oh. dies and whatnot yeah and he's drinking budweiser paps He's so Jersey and had such like a thick sort of like yeah. Italian Jersey accent. Uh, he, he reminded me of that guy that Meals by Cug do the do this eating different crazy foods on Instagram stories. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know that. guy. Oh, you got to see these. I Get can't. Be, they won't let me on Instagram. They they okay. like honestly. Well, then I, how do you I, manage they, the podcast account? I don't. Are you, I'm supposed to be <laughs> doing that. Look, yeah, no, because okay. they won't i can't log on i don't i don't i, I like uh, reached out and then I, it's it's not a priority for them trust me it's, like yeah. it's not a priority for instagram to get me on there so it's probably for the best you know i anyway i think this is a great movie yeah there are other movies i like more on the list already I, i'll be yeah. honest with you but uh, i don't want anything to take away from this and i want to thank okay. uh, who is the guy nick nick anchor nick who gave a very good review and he also like like sincerely wants to, i don't want to like not put his favorite movie at the top but I want to give right. it a fair yeah, ranking, of course. you know? The five-star review only gets him so far. It just it oh, moves, yeah. moves it to the front of the queue. It doesn't move it to the top of the list uh, necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, if it, it's tough, maybe though, if he could give like... a 10-star review, that would happen, but he can't, so it's <laughs> not going to happen. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple, I got a couple more notes of uh, bits of interest about the, the movie before we uh, go ahead to oh, reading yeah. it. Okay. It might be of interest to the listener that the whole plot of the movie, the sort of the MacGuffin, so to speak, about the movie is centered around the master mm-hmm. tapes for the record, which have gone missing and p- people trying to find them. And yeah. we've talked some about that on the previous podcast, because on a previous podcast with Dave Haas, because uh, he wrote the thing about Taylor Swift and the issue with oh, her she owns her, her masters. masters. She doesn't, but or she's she's obviating she recorded an album. Yeah. She's undermining their value by re-recording and then getting her fans to buy in on listening to the new versions only. Yeah. Do they sound better? I don't know. I don't. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but like, what if you prefer the version that you're familiar with rather than the new one? You know, like it's like yeah. with uh, Star Wars or something where they put in all these animals burping and farting and whatnot, and it's not as it's not as much fun to watch. <laughs> well, for you, for me anyway. Um, I'm not saying that's what Taylor Swift did. I, I don't. Yeah. I can't. I'm not here to you know speak to that. You you described a scene in the movie in a different movie that you love. Uh, that's a type of scene that you see in movies. There's a type of scene that I like to see in movies uh-huh. that you see right at the end of this movie in the scene. Where, oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I love it every time I see it in a movie because it never ever happens in real life. Which is yeah. There's a bunch of TVs for sale in like, like a, a in TV an electronic store. store in a display. Yeah. There's TVs in display that are and all they're all tuned to the same, the same channel. channel. <laughs> yeah. And the sound is on even though so it's even though it's nighttime. They leave the TVs on <laughs> yeah. all night playing like whatever's happening the news or it's usually like the, the news, news it seems like yeah and it like, seems like the evening news and they're doing a story about a rock band all right and they're showing you a bunch of images and people are crowding around to watch there's, there's a group of people like, like strangers like, to the each segment other. of 60 minutes about about eddie and the cruisers is on or something and you think like yeah. how how who is ever i've never in my life i've walked through a lot of like yeah cold and somewhat lonely downtowns I've never yeah. have I seen a bunch of TVs all tuned to the same channel and people watching them. Like, and I, I've been yeah. to like, I've been to some Rust Belt cities, you know, I, yeah. it's just like in the past, I, as a kid, you know, I've been yeah. to like some weathered old downtowns of some formerly great metropolises, you know, and yeah. I never see these TVs in the window. I don't think it's a thing. Yeah. I don't think it's ever happened in real life, but it's something that's in movies invariably. I don't think they do it anymore. I got to say, I respect it. I love it. Yeah. And the final shot where it like, it fades from that to the guys, I don't want to spoiler yeah, alert, yeah. but yeah, yeah it, it's it's really it's a really it's done to a really good effect i don't think i've ever seen a better uh uh tvs for sale when the segment's over um everybody just sort of <laughs> disperses it's like they yeah. sit there to watch this whole tv show together <laughs> these random people that don't know each other and, and ends and then they just disperse and wander on there was a similar scene in howard the duck the when we watched nice. howard the duck, that has a scene like that in it as well i i don't know if it's a group of people or not but it's him watching a tv display screen from uh out. i guess if they're transients i honestly like i was yeah. never a transient in the 80s at the peak of american uh, where there people used to buy tvs downtown and didn't buy yeah. tvs at the walmart or something yeah so maybe it was a thing like who am i to yeah. say it's not real and that that's it's not realism and it's not yeah, that's maybe, not I mean, like if there are people downtown and there's a there's a big event not that this is a big event this bit about eddie and the cruisers but like if there's a big event i could see that happening if there is if these displays did exist and there was and mm-hmm. and it had the news on them and there was some big event i could see a crowd of people gathering around to and, watch it and but, they could hear the news or there was closed captioning on the tv so they could hear that what they're saying because it's about yeah. music you're just going to watch yeah. still yeah. images yeah. like yeah. it doesn't it's it's yeah. it's something that like look I don't, I'm not the kind of guy who lets realism get in the way of me enjoying something. Like, I, I understand. Yeah. Like, you got to take some creative license. You're trying to tell a story. But it's one of those things that always it, it always leaves out to me. I also really enjoy in a science fiction movie when in the beginning there's a news report and they talk about, like, 
oh, weird weather patterns or like a horror movie where they talk about yeah. uh, sunspots that make it so cell phones don't work. Or, you know, they try to explain why the cell phone doesn't work. So that, I was thinking also Eddie and the Cruisers with a little bit of tweaks could have been a horror movie. Like there's a part where they think a guy's coming at night and running upstairs. And I thought, oh, yeah, you mean like a thriller, like a psycho got, thriller. Is he alive or not? And is oh, yeah, he like, yeah. is he a ghost? Like it, yeah. it could have a supernatural element. Um, okay, I'm ready to rank this movie. If you another thing I want to say, I haven't seen it, but there is a uh, spoiler alert. There is a Eddie and the Cruisers sequel called Eddie and the Cruisers Two: Eddie Lives. I like when there's a subtitle in a sequel. Yeah, that one I think you can get streaming. So they missed. Maybe there wasn't issues with it, but you like Ellen Barkin in this. You think she's never looked hotter? Oh yeah, and totally. you're barking for Barkin. You said row row row. You're in our senior hall's audience. We know that Ellen Barkin shows up. That's what I do, and and, and Beth too. So you know. Okay, Barking for Barker. You got it in. Yeah. Um, I, I know. That was on my list. I said, I got to tell Jake Barking for Barking. So this movie, we can compare it to some other movies in there on the list. Yeah. It's not going to go as high as Caddyshack, which I think is the top one at 29. Yeah, as much as I did enjoy it. Yeah, and it's not even going to go above The Matrix, which is at 56, I don't think either. I, you could probably agree on that, right? Uh, Yeah. I don't think it goes as high as The Truman Show, which... Honestly, I think the Truman Show is is like a minor masterpiece. Like it's a, a, okay. You haven't seen it, but you're trusting me yeah. on this one. And I also say I think I like Drumline more than this movie. And so that Truman maybe... Show's at 77. Drumline is down at 97. So Drumline is about where I'm. I could put it above it or not put it above it. Um, doesn't really matter to me. Much further down is 115. Et the extraterrestrial. Yeah. Which now I'm kind of. I'm gonna have to have a blind spot to yeah. that one because I actually like that movie more than I even like Drumline. So um, I'm just kind of cold on ET. I'm not an ET yeah. hater by any means, but yeah. like this whole range of the list is like valuable, important things that we like. And and uh, and if somebody asked us, should I spend two hours of my life dealing with this? I'd say, yeah, by all means. You know, go watch Drumline without reservations. I'd say that. Yeah, watch Drumline. You might you probably like it. Maybe you don't, but you know, it, it's not a waste of time. So um, Drumline was at um, 97. 97. Okay, mm -hmm. so it, I'm. I'm okay with putting it below that if you want. Way down at 151, we have Jersey Shore, which is relevant to this. Now that feels um, a little low. If we're going to put Jersey does, yeah. Shore and saxophone yeah. and rock music and Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, saxophone and rock music is number 105. And I think somewhere around there is maybe maybe better. Yeah. Um, I yeah, do think yeah, Jersey yeah. Shore, like maybe eventually uh, as this show goes on and we're able to re-rank things, Jersey Shore might eventually get that re-ranking. I know that um, our regular guest, oh, Matt it. Hawk, is always pushing for it. So Yeah, he's pushing for it. And, and maybe, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, Sisyphus is always pushing that rock up the hill. He yeah. gets punished by the gods, right? And yeah. every day he's pushing, wait, is that Sisyphus or is the guy who gets his lip? Yeah, Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Yeah. And so he's pushing the rock up the hill and it's like one day, the, the, the pop of the hill is going to be leveled off from all the pushing that rock up and it's just yeah. going to sit there. I'm sure that's what he tells himself all the time. And, you know, same with Matt. He would say the same yeah. thing. It's like, you know, he keeps pushing for it. Eventually he's going to get there. So I see something that I think that you on the list that I think you might have trouble putting uh, this above maybe. And mm -hmm. that's Dan Aykroyd at 114. Well, Dan Aykroyd, I watched a lot of him growing up because I watched the Blues Brothers. We had that on VHS, right? Yeah. And so formative. Also, I think we had Dragnet for some, you know, or maybe Dr. Mm -hmm. Detroit or like minor Dan Aykroyd films because of when they came out and when they were released on video were like uh, uh, formative for me growing yeah. up. So yeah, I think I'd have a hard time putting it above Dan Aykroyd. And a little I bit would... further down at 117 is Macho Man Randy Savage. And I would kind of have a hard time putting it above him, but I'm not seeing anything like Bob Saget. I do like, and maybe I would mm -hmm. put it below Bob Saget, but I don't have to. You know, I'll call a movie boring if it's boring. And this movie wasn't boring. Okay. So I put, I think somewhere around Randy Macho Man Savage sounds right. Maybe right let's, above him, below the animal right below him. Okay, that, that sounds cool? good. Above Bob Saget? Sure, yeah. R.I.P., by the way. R.I.P., yeah. Actually, Randy Machuman Savage is not alive either, is he? No, no. R.I.P. to both of them. Oh, God. And R.I.P. question mark to Eddie from Eddie and the Cruisers. Good call. <laughs> Um, so Eddie and the Cruisers, the movie, goes in at uh, 118, which is in the mm -hmm. top half of the list. Real talk. And moving Bob Saget to 119. And let's take a break and we'll come back and rank the next thing. All right. Are we back? Yes. Are we playing the long game? Or are we playing the super long game? Like, I was thinking about mm. this. We're talking about a movie. It didn't just come out. So, like, if we were playing the short game, we'd be talking about the movie that just came out. We'd be talking about the new Batman movie, which just right. came out as we record this. Sure. And if we were playing the long game, we'd be Depending talking about, Depending on when this like, gets released. Yeah. But maybe we're, we're still playing the short game because we're talking about a movie that was released in the past 40 years. Right? right. Yeah. So, so I don't think maybe we're playing we should... any games. We're not, we're not playing games, oh, man. Shit. We're serious. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're so, going. This is the annals. We're we're talking for the history books. Yeah, we're shadow boxing with God. We're doing the first draft of history here. We're doing this. Okay. I just I'm just trying to get myself in the right mindset going forward. You know, I'm trying okay. to psych myself up. Like I'm trying to get this pump up. You know, I listen to a, I listen to a lot of music right before I started recording to get yeah. me in the right frame of mind. I'm trying to get yeah, like on the dark I'm side. To get, 
Oh, speaking of, speaking of listening to music, let's move on to the next topic. Oh, nice. Uh, which I, love, is a song. I love moving on to the next topic. <laughs> this is submitted by nice. uh, Carly Wickham Stickler. Um, okay. It's a, a song by Lou Bega. It's Mambo Number mm-hmm. 5, and in parentheses, oh, a little bit of dot, dot, uh, dot. Monica and... Uh, Etc. Uh, yeah. So the yeah, title exactly. of the song is Mambo Number 5, a little bit of, essentially. Yeah. I, um, I, hold on one second as I look up the lyrics, because I just want to read it through. So the song's released in 1999. It's a Latin pop hit. Uh, is by a German Lou- guy. Yeah. By Lou Bega, who's a German singer. Yeah. Uh, it's It samples uh, a song called Mambo Number no. 5 that's an instrumental mambo uh, and jazz dance Louis song. Louis Prima, yeah. From 1949, right? Uh, no, uh, Damaso oh. Perez Prado, uh, Cuban musician, wrote that song. Oh, yeah. Um, Perez Prado, fam- famous, famous guy. Yeah, you like, Of course. You yeah, know, I know you, all about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm into Cuban jazz type stuff, so I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I, I just didn't even have to say that. But when I, when I, when I talk about uh, Cuban jazz musicians, the first guy that you always say is Perez Prado. Yeah. I'd be saying Tito Puente. You're like, come on, Phil. You know that that's yeah, not exactly. who you're talking about. We're talking about Perez Prado. I said, mm-hmm, okay. Well, um, I know you're looking up the lyrics, and I can tell you from like my review of the lyrics that it's, well, it seems to be just essentially about a guy who really likes to hang out with a lot of ladies, uh, either yeah. separately or together. He wants to mostly be in a big group of ladies. Chop uh, them up in pieces. He likes to drive around with them to like drink, dance, listen to music, and generally just have a good time with ladies. There does seem to be one lady in particular, she's not named, uh, who he has a particular affection for. The chorus and the the last verse seem to be addressed to this woman. No, no, I gotta see. I gotta. I was they, thinking, he doesn't it, say her name. If I was him, I I think you gotta do some demographic stuff where. You look at the list of like who are buying records. Yeah. Because in the song, he says all these women, Monica, Erica, Rita, Tina, yeah. Sandra, Mary, Jessica. So yeah. what I would do is look at the age range of the of people who are of women in this age range and then yeah. find the most common names, right, of people who are in the audience for your music. Right. Yeah. Like, is Tina that common of a name? You know, like, like. It's not maybe maybe Christina or something, but I'm just saying like you yeah. gotta. I can confirm this. I talked to Beth. I said when this song came out, like you know, were you into this? She's like, no, because there was another song where it mentioned my name, and I was more into oh. that. You know, like it, it's like if they call out your yeah. name, it's cool. You that's yeah. your favorite part of the song, right? No one. Yeah. It's kind of like you know how um, Bart Simpson is trying to go and buy that. Uh, what do you call that little license plate at the as a novelty? Right. Is, and, yeah. And they don't have Bart, and then is there's, but there's Bort. And like, how come Bort's on there? Why do they have a Bort? And you know, the parents are like, come along, Bort, to another kid. Yeah. And I think yeah. about that because my name is Phil, and Phil is usually not in those. You, you would think Phil oh, is really? a common name or Philip yeah. or something. One yeah. time I saw Philip with two L's, which is not how I spell it. But I think like, how is it that my name can't be? I look at the names that are on there, and so when I see these, like, I don't know that many Ritas or Sandras. Maybe they were more common. You know, I know at least one of German. each. You know. I know yeah. a little bit of them. Um, yeah, okay, cool. So we know their names. I wonder. I wonder if there's. A, he's German. Lou is German. I wonder if there's like a German version of this song that's like a little bit of oh, like Greta. Uh, I think a lot of these might be German names as well. But you know, sometimes there'll be some. Uh, so here's the thing. I like the premise of it. I liked it. Yeah. In, I like. I know you like names where they list a lot of things. I know yeah, that yeah. you usually you like Project Chick quite a bit, which is similar to this, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where and, and uh, uh, what's it called? The Beach Boys song. Uh, oh, uh, totally. What's it called? Um, I won't say Poconos, but that's not it. It's that's it's it's an island. Uh, 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 Jamaica, Aruba, Jamaica, Kokomo. Yeah, you like? Well, I know you also <laughs> yeah. like you. Okay, I would say like if I if someone asked me what kind of music does Jake like, I would say Jake likes songs that are, where people name I don't know names, or he likes songs where they say a lot of places. Lists of and places, yeah. Like, I would I've been say, everywhere. Oh, yeah. I would say, like, if there's a kind of song that Jake likes, it's where a lot of places are made. Like, there's some place yep. names, uh, uh, yep. cities are rattled off, uh, or, yep. you know, something like that. So Directions I would given. Say, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this song does like another a, thing that's awesome, like, for especially for a dance song, is, it like, there's one whole verse of it that is giving directions on how to do the dance of the song. Yeah, I couldn't follow that part. I had some problems with it. You know, like... If you, if you I, watch I, a music video, they show you, they, they, they do it themselves in the music video, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And this song was a big hit. Like it was inescapable. Yeah. But then yeah. it became a time when you said, "I wish I never heard that fucking song again. I wish I never heard it in my life. I'm going to turn the radio off." I, yeah. I was, I was, I found myself on a lot of dance floors the, around mm-hmm. the time the song came out in '99, I suppose. And yeah, yeah. and the song every time the song came on, I liked it. It's it's fun. It's like joyous. It's a it's a it's a fun song. I got to say, I reached a saturation point with me at, at, at a certain it? point. Okay. But then one time I was at a grocery store walking around. I might have told you this already. And I heard girls just want to have fun. And this is like right. in the early 2000s. And I yeah. thought, hey, you know what? I like this song. Like, I can finally listen to it with a with perspective after, like, yeah. I, I couldn't have an opinion about it because I had heard it a lot. It was it was in heavy, when something's in heavy rotation, right, yeah. like at the time, and then you don't think about it for a long time. You get sick of it, but then you never think about that song for years. And then you hear it one day and you're like, you know what? I'm ready for it now. I like this song. Girls just do want to have fun. And you you think yeah. about it a little bit, right? So You know, that song, like that. it was only just a few months ago that I realized when she says... 
I, I used to think she says like something along the lines of what in the world can she has done? Like what in the world can she has? She's saying when the work and week is done. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Never knew that that was what she was saying. I thought, I, I don't know fucking know why, but anyways, uh, they do. You, you, when you the work and week is time? done, girls just yeah. want to have fun. It's true. And you, they you could take that out if, you, fun. if you're embarrassed about saying that, that you didn't no, know. I'm, understand I'm proud. That. I'm proud that I no, but like anything that but I like, I, but like I'm embarrassed now because you said that because okay. I'm I'm ashamed. So I'm just saying like it's well, embarrassing. You good. should feel a great shame. <laughs> I do. Are you, are you jerking it again? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Are you feeling okay. guilt too? That's even better. Yeah. That like that was the ante for me. You know what I mean? Um, guilt and shame together. Nothing like it. Uh, I'm, so you I'm ready to rank this if you already. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay. I like it. What other songs are on here? So here's I, I can think of a song that I know I like it more than. And that's Do You Know the Way to San Jose, which is at number 216. Mm, I definitely like tough, it more than this. Tough that call for me because I like Do You Know the Way to San Jose. Although the, the premise of Do You Know the Way to San Jose is very troubling because if you're in Los Angeles and you're trying to get to San Jose, all you have to do is go to yeah. 101. And you don't even have to go 101. You just go north. You'll be in San Jose. Like, I don't. Yeah, the, the, the character singing that song, like, had, probably has brain damage or, like, oh, is, like yeah, yeah. is on drugs real bad or something like that. So yeah, it's like, pretty how depressing. Can I be, this song is just about trying to hang out with a group of ladies. Uh, yeah. So I, this song is you better. Can, it's relatable. It's more danceable. I don't know. I, I just think it's a better there's a, song. There's a, there's a certain sadness, a certain melancholy, and the production of Do You Know by San Jose is, is kind of beautiful in its own way, and uh, she's got such a lovely voice. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. So let's look. We have uh, Aerosmith. I, it needs to go above Aerosmith. because I don't. Yeah, where's, where's Aerosmith? Aerosmith? Wait a minute. Why is Aerosmith above Do You Know the Way to San Jose, a song I like? Aerosmith, I can't even exist. I can't even think about that band. I like. Well, here's the thing is Aerosmith made a few songs that are better than Do You Know the Way to San Jose, and I don't no, know. No, that's not true at all. That's yeah, no. Not, like, some of their songs from the 70s are better. Walk This Way? Like, are they made Walk This Way with Run DMC. That's that song. At least the cover of the yeah. song is better than. Do I got you that know, special edition of Walk This Way with no Aerosmith in it. It's cool. <laughs> it, it's got so, uh, it's got Aerosmith Leonard at, instead. Aerosmith is at two ten. Yeah. Like if you think we should put it above that, I agree with you. I totally think we should yeah. put it above that. Um. So let's see. So uh, we've got a musician, um, Ice Cube at one seventy seven. He's a musician mm -hmm. that I like quite a bit. He's actually one of my favorite rappers. But he's got some songs that I feel guilty about. You're gonna start jerking it. Um. Yeah. But yeah. The guilty oh, about nice. liking because of the yeah. But you're not ashamed. So if you felt guilt ladies. and shame at the same time, it's what I need, Jake. That's the that's, oh, okay. That's gotcha. It for me. Yeah, I think I've um, got both of those going on. Above him a little bit is Spinderella. She's a musician as well. Uh, you know what? Ice Cube's work as a whole, it's brought more joy to me than Mambo Number no. 5 has. Yes, but Mambo Number no. 5 never made you... Uh, like shout out really misogynist things. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Well, sometimes maybe I'm shouting out about Tina and Monica. Maybe they don't want to be shouted yeah. at. Like people always asking for a little piece of them while they're trying to enjoy yeah, yeah. their it's, day. It's not the most f feminist song, but it is yeah, more yeah. so than a lot of the things that. What Ice is the Cube most feminist said? song while we're on the subject? Oh, uh, we're well, not for you to say neither. I get it. Um, Understand. It, we need it's to not sometimes project we, chick, is it? Oh, it's probably not Project Chick. Although I don't know, okay. I haven't listened to it in a while. It's possible. <laughs> okay, uh, so you're saying you want to put it around uh, Crocs, the shoe. Crocs, the shoe. Well, let's find. So, okay, definitely don't want to put it above 160. Belle Biv DeVoe. Okay. So yeah, it's I guess you're because... right. So, but I wouldn't. I'm spinning all the school. She's groundbreaking as a DJ. She's one of the earliest female DJs. I don't particularly yeah. like uh, Salt and Pepper. Some of the songs I like. I, some of the songs I, I could I could give up. So I think I like between... I like females and DJs and female DJs, and I like as a concept. That's good that there's a first one. Yeah. But I don't really have a lot of opinions. You know, uh, I don't. Yeah. Spinderella is oddly high ranking, but I don't want to get into that now. Mm, she's a groundbreaking musician, I think, in a lot of ways. You know, man. You know, it's a really so... groundbreaking musician. Um, oh no, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I was trying to come up with something and, and couldn't do, do it, it, man. I couldn't, I couldn't square the circle on that one. Sorry. I'm going to let that, I'll, I'll come back to you like uh, okay. um, later okay. on. So you, what a real, so if, if you do, I won't edit that part out. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, I think, I think between somewhere between 160 build of and 170 Spinderella is a pretty good place. Um, yeah. Okay. We have uh, at 161 something that you might. Uh, I was gonna say you might hear this bumping out of these if uh, they exist. Maybe yeah. later. Yeah. Mini trucks. Um, I think that sh they should go below chicken eggs. I like chicken eggs quite a bit. This song. Um, yeah. I wouldn't want to live without chicken eggs. I'd rather give up chicken eggs than this song. But Whoppers, the candy right below eggs, which is I like Whoppers more. Whoppers I like OG. Whoppers okay. more. Yeah. How about National Debt? Well, the National Debt's it, it's not all bad. There's good and okay. bad to it. The, the okay. interest rate on the National Debt is pretty low, especially with inflation coming up. We're going to say at least the national debt is, you know, uh, is at that lower rate, you know, and it's important to have a debt. It pulls the country together in, in large okay. ways and it allows for larger infrastructure projects. So 
in that sense, we need yeah, to have yeah, a you're national right. debt. Yeah, so I wouldn't, yeah. Um, this can go below that. Now, okay, so do you want to put it 169 or Crocs? You brought up Crocs. Do you want to put it below yeah. Crocs? I could put it either above or below Crocs. Let's put it uh, above, right above Crocs. All right, nice. I think Crocs now, might actually get moved up. But... The first time you ever heard that song, did you have to pull over in your car and say, oh, shit. I did not. You, I did not. Uh, you say, hold up a minute. And you had, and you just, you, you hyperventilated. It was like when... um. Uh, uh, the guy from the Beach Boys when he first heard the Beatles album and he had to pull over in his car because it was too crazy for him. It was like that I for you when you're like, you're like, I didn't know you could list off women's names. It's too crazy <laughs> for me. I was pretty impressed when he said it. I was like, wow, he's lifting off these names. It's too crazy. I can't handle it. <laughs> so Mambo number five, a little bit of by Lou Bega goes yeah. in at number 169, moving Crocs to 170. And then uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and rank the next thing. Okay, man. Give me one sec. Catch my breath. Hey, I'm bringing this back in. Now, what's up? We have one more thing on the list, and that thing is being possessed. Now, being possessed, they don't mean like- This is submitted by Chris Lacasse. Yeah. I don't think this means- I don't know if he didn't say we could use his last name, man. We might want to say last name by hell. We can't bandy names about. Bandy about. I wanted to use that phrase. (laughs) And I also wanted to say willy-nilly and also the long form. So I said, we can't use these William Nilliam, Jake. We can't just bandy things about, and we can't just name names. So I'm just without full- Without, he didn't tell us not to, names. so I don't... Yeah, but, but anyways, this is go like ahead. kind of a dark web podcast because I talked about that we use illicit means to get Eddie and the Cruisers. Uh, and then yeah. uh, we're trading favors for reviews. <laughs> and it's like, it's just illicit stuff. And I, I okay. feel like... The, I understand what you're saying. And um, yeah. listen, Chris Lacasse, if or yeah. Mr. Lacasse or whatever, if you don't want yeah. us to use your name anymore, let us know and, and we won't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And now, from Reno, the thing is the being possessed. Now, they mean possessed. They don't mean the act of ownership. They don't mean no. taking possession of something. Nine-tenths of the law. But it, where I hold I hold a, a pen in my hand, and now I possess the pen. The, and yeah. They mean, I, I, I believe, um, we're talking about demonic possession. We're talking about- Demonic possession, a, I would say, counts probably being possessed by a ghost, like another, yeah. uh, uh, or a spirit. Oh. And there's also, you can one can also be possessed by the Holy Spirit. And I think oh, that- Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's so sometimes they're good. Well. At, so being possessed can be good and have good and bad qualities. You could speak in tongues if the spirits get a hold of you. They can make you speak yeah. in tongues, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. so the nature of the way this was phrased by, uh, uh, by Chris- um, Chris. Mr. Lacasse, if you want to perform uh, Last name withheld, yeah. So he, being possessed, it, it sounds like it's subjective. Like, uh, we're not necessarily ranking the general idea of spiritual or demonic possession. Um, uh. We're ranking it that, but from a subjective or what we could speculate to be the subjective experience oh, of it. So, so, so not like are people out there in the world being possessed by uh, ghouls or whatever, by spirits? Right. You mean for us, what it would be like for, 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 for one of those people. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, put for, yourself yeah, in the shoes of, of Linda Blair in, in, the, in the Exorcist. What would it be yeah. like for her? It'd be awful. Or man. Steve Martin because, in All of Me, which wouldn't oh, be it's, as bad. Well, that's romantic. He falls in love, yeah. man. That's great. Yeah. Like he, Lily, he and Lily Tomlin, really, by sharing a body, they uh, they realize that they're meant for it. That's a beautiful movie, man. What about Ghost, it though? Is. That's not, that, that, Ghost is like the, the dumber version of All of Me. Yeah, I but I mean, that's, that's not an example in Ghost. It's useful. Like, they, the, the, the yeah. possession there is used to communicate. And, like, uh, well, I guess it's the person being possessed is Whoopi Goldberg. And so she makes she makes money off of it. Like, that's her, like, Oh, trade. she writes a book at the end, right? Is that what? Oh, well, no, no, she's I mean, a medium. She's, I mean yeah. she's a medium, but is she, does she hire? Does Demi Moore pay her? I, I don't know. I haven't seen Ghost okay. in a long Anyways, time. Anyways, like, I, she gets to be a useful person yeah. through being possessed. And any sort of medium, I guess, is doing that, at least temporarily, you know? I mean, yeah. um, I don't know if you give it voluntarily, if that still counts. It's but like it you're turning does. yourself into a, a you're just a, an outlet for another for another spirit. So in a sense, yeah. If a lawyer argues a case for a client, are they possessed by the client and in, while they're in the act of advocating? No, because this involves some sort of mystical or like, uh, yeah. No, I don't, I that's how we're so defining no. it. Okay. Even we're if it's done by it scientific means, I don't think it. Like, I, I can't think of an example. But if it was done through science, I don't think that would mm-hmm. w- that would work. We're either. not. We're that not counting that. Right. Now, okay. so uh, so another another example of in which it's good, maybe for the not for the individual experiencing it, but it's for the betterment of society or the rest of humanity is when Johnny Blaze is possessed by the demons Zarathos oh, to become a ghostwriter. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. he gets possessed to become a, a hero. So the Skeleton spirit of head. vengeance comes into Johnny Blaze, Nick, Nick Cage, yeah. when he's in a motorcycle crash. And then yeah. uh, it, it, it brings him back to life. But the twist is that he has to then punish the evildoers. Yeah. I mean, it, and it might okay. turn into a funny guy like in a, like Rick Moranis gets possessed in Ghostbusters. And, like, I was going to say, ghost, is that well, better he's, for him? He's more funny before end, he's possessed. But he becomes a Ghostbuster. It, it like works out for him. And, oh, and I think yeah. He, he gets, gets to put like, that on his resume. 
and I think it helps him romantically. Like, doesn't he? Doesn't at the end of Ghostbusters he get with the uh, receptionist, uh, Annie Potts? I think that happens uh, in the next movie. Oh, I thought it was alluded to. Like she winks at him or something like that. You know, there's he might have not. He might have not got that job if he hadn't been possessed. So that's that's really good. It brings him into it brings him into the world of the paranormal. So sometimes it can make you new friends. Uh, It can be like physically. I bet that's very taxing. You know, like I know you in the past have had a seizure before. Um, is that okay yes. to talk about? I don't know. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. That's true. I, we can't confirm that that was a result of any sort of demonic possession. No, but um, but your taxes, your body, you're sore. Oh, afterwards. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, imagine yeah. the character from The Exorcist after, um, or I mean, oh in God. many cases, like the woman in Evil Dead 2 that gets possessed, I think she ends up dying. Like, yeah, yeah. You got you to kill the it's, host. It's like, yeah, exactly. You're just turning into a host. You're no longer uh, 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 in control of your own mind. It must be a fucking yeah. horrifying, man. And then yeah. you think, like, you ever see Repossessed with Leslie Nielsen? It's like a... Um, if I have, it's been a while. I mean, it seems Leslie like the Nielsen. kind of thing I would have raced to, to see when it came out, but um, uh-huh. I don't... I think I did see that. Well, he plays an exorcist in a different movie, though, doesn't he? Or is it only in Repossessed? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think Repossessed. Not a good movie. Don't, don't okay. I wouldn't seek it out. So, I see. is there a movie where it's, like, about it's like the exorcist but it's kind of like a he's like a repo man and he's coming and repossessing people who have been taken over i, I feel like i've seen a movie like that it's like r.i.p.d or something like that oh yeah just thought the, of the movie uh, uh the frighteners has some demonic possession or some ghost okay. possession in it which is quite I good as I yeah i mean it can be good at times um but it's usually not like and it's usually as taxing like so for the for the individual yeah. being possessed i don't think that it's I think it's got to be a mostly negative, if you ask me. Yeah, um, a net negative. I mean, with yeah. the exception, like, uh, the fact that they probably don't know what's happening while it's happening or remember that it's happening while it's happening. But even so, then they have to deal with the aftermath, and it's not great. To, you know, I can't imagine it's great to have something take over your body. Um, like, yeah, yeah. like I, I like the one thing that I can think of, like, I've had seizures, but I'm not I'm not aware of them where they're happening. I just would wake up and, and, you know, be taxed and mentally taxed and physically taxed and, like, sometimes be in a hospital or in an ambulance uh, and not know who the president was. But another similar thing is, you know when the witch is sitting on your chest? Sleep paralysis? Uh, oh, no, I'm not familiar with that. The it's Scottish similar. used to say when you're experiencing sleep paralysis, they would say the witch was sitting on your chest. It's like oh, an old you know, folk thing like the Scottish. That, it's terrible, yeah. It's, 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 it's so, well, it and depends. I can imagine it's sort of is, similar is, in some ways. Is she ways. a witch? Like, is she like in the practical magic or the craft? Or is it like, is she a crone like in Macbeth stirring that pot? I think she's more like the Macbeth type of witch. Yeah. Um, like yeah. the old witch from the um, EC comics, probably. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, she's a media stereotype witch. She's got yes. a, 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 she's a crone. She's stirring up, yes. a, 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 what do you call those big kettles? It's a cauldron. A cauldron, yeah. She's yeah. stirring the cauldron. Like that yeah. one, you ever see the cartoon with Yui, Dewey, and Louie at Trick or Treat and they're menaced by a witch? I... Uh, quite probably good. have quite good. it's been a while there's a, there's a lot of things quite I haven't good. seen so far on this episode quite uh, good, quite good. Are you, I'm not are trying you to call you to... out I'm not trying to call you out I'm trying to call you in I'm trying to I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm not trying to tell you like uh, you I know could just you yes and something? and just say that I have seen all these yeah. things oh yeah I saw that shit I'm sure you yeah. did but you know how, how people be like oh I can't believe you never saw Silverado you never saw Silverado Phil I said man show me Silverado why don't you invite me over yeah. and tell me watch Silverado with you watch Silverado I'm, I'm open to watching it you know sorry dude not gonna happen <laughs> Wait, you're not going to invite me over to see Silverado? Come on. No. Well, I want to know how it ends. I'm sick of having you ask me this, and you know it's just not going to happen, so let's just oh, move on. Shit, um, are you ready to rank being possessed? Them. All right, let's rank it. Let's rank it. I think it's negative, man. I think it's like... I it's think it's mostly go... negative, yeah. I mean, maybe not the worst thing. But, I don't think um... it's a real thing. I think we can only look at fictional depictions of it. And at the end of the oh, ghost... I don't know. Okay, at the end of the movie, Ghost is Whoopi Goldberg happy. She's like, "Good, it's good that I was possessed." Oh, I think she is. Yeah, I think, but I think she's, she's a rarity. Here's something that I think is a, a situation like like this would be uh-huh. um, that is not great. Um, Two hundred seven, we have uh, zipper jeans worn with no underwear. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think some good, good can come out of it. Some good, but it's it's could, probably yeah. usually negative. You know, yeah. mostly negative, and that's on the lower half of the list. So this I is think an that... interesting area over here in this part of the list. Yeah, public humiliation two hundred six. It's like something where maybe you maybe you're not in control of what's yeah, happening. Yeah, but public humili- and... sometimes people should be humiliated publicly for being so bad. Like, that's I'm true, not even but, against but, it as but a we're, but we're yeah, you're right, and we're but we're judging this more from the subjective stance. So. You, uh-huh. you uh, the individual wouldn't like it, and so oh, and like, you're right. Good point. Well, speed limits are like that too, where the individual doesn't like speed limits. Yeah, Some, so when I, think, I want I to think drive fast, I don't. Below all that stuff. Um, okay, but what about the game Monopoly? Mm, Theodore Roosevelt. You know where where should yeah, this go? Yeah, I, I would want to put it a little bit below those as well. Now let's yeah, see. I, Aerosmith is way too high. I don't see how Aerosmith <laughs> is so high up on the list. It's like, I mean, I don't know. Well, we did, we did, we have an Aerosmith fan on the show uh, when oh my God, we, we got to stop having guests. 
Honestly, we got to stop having guests on our no, show. No, that's the reason we have guests. You feel like you're no, being possessed they, when they come on. and I, I just feel like they oppress me and they victimize me. They gaslight, well, they gatekeep, they girl boss, they, they oppress me. <laughs> well, that I'll tell you on, what. That was on my list our, of things I want to say. Our, our, our downloads are almost always higher when we do have guests, so uh, we got to keep having them. And also, it's yeah. good to have a mix of opinions uh, on this. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's I understand. You, because um, otherwise, it's just an echo chamber of you and I saying we like the same things and putting the same things at the top and same thing at the bottom day yeah. after day, week after week, and an endless monotonous string, a loop going back and forth forever. You know, nobody yeah, wants exactly. that. we got to break it up a little bit. I understand. So I, I wouldn't want to put it below Hulk Hogan because of some uh-huh. of the stuff he says. Hulk Hogan's at 228. Oh, uh, but... yeah. He's always saying some stuff. Yeah. And also, like, he's a boring wrestler. That's why, like, um, honestly, like, I forgive some personal, like, issues I have with somebody if the body yeah. of work is, is really fascinating or if he was magic on the microphone. He he never really was he's to me. He's pretty I, good on the microphone, I feel like. I mean, I don't know. His personality was the most he has going for him besides his cool uh, orange and red costume. But um, I liked his balding. I liked his, like, uh, his hair, like, the way. Yeah. Uh, and also, I was fooled. I didn't realize he was balding because he had that bandana on. That fools me every time. Like, whenever I would <laughs> see a guy in the 80s with the bandana on, I'd be like, yeah. that guy must have a full head of hair that's why he's always wearing a bandana every time you see him so sam kennison or the yeah. uh, vince neal every time you see those guys you think uh, you, of course there's a full head of hair under that was shocking when i realized he was not uh, you know so do you know the way to san jose would you want to put it above that no okay no. um it has to go uh, below do you know the way to san jose and it has okay, to now, go, now, the last starfighter is a movie i enjoy man it's quite good i don't want to be possessed now we I'd be just possessed said we would with want the to put it above for you want to put it below Hulk Hogan then, which is above the last Starfighter. Last Starfighter yeah, is two twenty nine. What about Chris Gaines? Think Chris about Gaines, because Chris, Chris Gaines is kind of he's possessed. Well, he's a well, spirit that possesses Garth Brooks's body, and he and he yeah. makes him switch personalities like Ray Gangster. So you have to think he's going to go around somewhere around there. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm yeah, spiraling. Yeah. I can't I can't pencil okay, it. You're so going to have to listen. Say a let's just put it between Hulk Hogan and no, let's put it above Hulk Hogan. Is that okay with you? I just possessed you and made you say that. So yes. Okay. Cool. So um, being possessed, the situation. Goes in at number 228, moving Hulk Hogan, the person, to 229, which means that we have completed our task for today. We've The list <laughs> is now at 266 items. We did it. We did we it. Did we it. did it. To look yeah. at the things we ranked today, it put, put those in order. I think it would go Eddie and the Cruisers, then Mambo number five, then Being Possessed. Um, and you want to take us out, Phil? Thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. Go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and show notes. If you have something you'd like us to add to the list of everything or anything else you'd like us or like to say to us or like us to say, you could let us tell us what to say, maybe. Um, email it to us at list at everydamthing.net. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can suggest topics there as well. Subscribe or follow wherever you listen. Our theme is by Jay Puget. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it on a platform of your choice. If you want to send us a screenshot of your five-star review, we'll bump a submission of your choice uh, to the front of the queue, just like we did for Nick. Uh, Also, if you want to support the show in general, you can recommend it to a friend, recommend it to the ghost or demon that's possessed you. Um, If you don't want to say your last name, say last name withheld. That way, if people are saying, oh, I heard these guys got Eddie and the cruisers uh, illicitly off of the dark web, then, you know, they're going to come after you. They, you know, we don't want that. Okay. And uh, as always, ranks for everything. Mm -hmm.